screw the podcast. I just want the recording of this. <laughs> yeah, so we can just talk about my date for this entire hour. I can tell you minute for minute because it was 11 hours. I'm Emily. I'm Beth. And this is Friends Who Used to Fuck. Um, our podcast is going to be about being a lesbian and dating in Brooklyn. It's going to have a little sprinkle of religious trauma on it and pretty much everything in between. A healthy sprinkle. A healthy sprinkle of religious trauma. A healthy sprinkle of religious trauma. So during throughout this podcast, you're going to get to know a lot about us. But to start, I'm just going to give a couple things that will help you briefly understand who I am. So my name is Emily. I grew up in a big Mormon family in Idaho. Um, I used to be married to a man and I have a lot of religious trauma. Hi, I'm Beth and I am South African. I have three siblings and grew up in a big Catholic family. I was extremely Catholic and then moved to New York and realized I didn't want to be Catholic. I wanted to be gay. <laughs> and I work in the film industry and I love my job and I love being gay. I think we need to tell people how we met. I think it gives good context. So Beth and I met on Hinge. We were both in our, uh, trying to be, in our <laughs> slut era. Um, and so what do you mean trying to be? I'm, I, it was not successful for me. It didn't, it didn't end. It lasted really short. Yeah, it was really short. Um, but we met on Hinge and fun fact, on the first date, um, Beth and I, we went to this bar and we were it was so fun like it was so fun talking to you that was such a fun day yeah I was like she's so fun to talk to like I want to be friends with this person but also I was in my slut era and Beth is hot so I was like gotta (laughs) gotta gotta make out with this girl (laughs) anyways and so after the estate Beth and I like we went outside and we were making out and did you know that you shoved (laughs) did you know that you shoved (laughs) oh my god I am so so scared about what you're about to say what did I do it's not that it's not that spicy you shoved a dollar bill down my bra really yeah you did it was so random and I was like what the what the fuck why did you do that anyways it was very random you shoved a dollar bill down my bra like down the front (laughs) you did I kid you not (laughs) why did I do that I don't know a single dollar bill (laughs) Anyways, so I cannot believe I did this. Yes, okay. You've here, also I'm, never told me this. Yes, were you I know. saving that for this? <laughs> no. But we weren't gonna we didn't know we were gonna do this. Let me finish. Okay, okay, so you shove me up against this brick wall and we're making out and I have to go because I think I was like getting in a car or something. There are also like a lot of people around us. Like there's always like that group of straight white men that are typically around right. when you're making out with a woman. So you we we we're <laughs> <laughs> we you we stopped making out and then you like went to grab your vape from your pocket and a dollar bill came out and then you vaped and then what would that be you smoked I don't know I don't know Vapes. nothing about you vape. took a puff sure you did that and then after we started making out again and then you had this dollar bill in your pocket and you shoved it down my bra that is not hot and then and then you went you went <laughs> This is so embarrassing. Everybody. <laughs> and then she shoved it down my bra and then she patted my chest and said, I'll text you. <laughs> I <laughs> am cringing so 
hot. What the fuck? So we only had sex one time, everybody. So. <laughs> Anyway, so that's uh, our, we went on a date. That is hysterical. Yeah. I had no idea. But that's how we met. It was on Hinge. That's how we met. That mm-hmm. is one of the most embarrassing things I've ever heard. Why did I put a dollar belt on your bra? I don't know. And tap your boob? <laughs> I'm not that sure. That makes me sound really unsexy. No, guys, she's really hot. <laughs> don't worry. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and then we went only on one other date and then... Um, Beth went to South Africa for Christmas mm-hmm. and I was in Idaho and I was going through it. Mm-hmm. And so I just was, you know, not looking to be in a place to date, which is so funny because of Cameron and yeah, the whole timeline. But um, yeah. And then also we just had like such a great connection as friends that I didn't want to didn't want to ruin that. And I just broken up or had been broken up with from somebody that I was best friends with for years and mm-hmm. so I just didn't want to go through that again and so we decided to be friends instead and it's been great yeah also everyone thinks we're dating but we're not yes yeah, so this is our public service announcement that we are not dating we are not dating if anyone thinks we are going to date in the future or that we are currently dating or is asking we are not and it's homophobic that you all think that we're dating <laughs> just stop yeah it's just an assumption just because we're lesbians right yeah no we're not dating and we would like to make that clear because we're just friends and it gets really annoying it was funny at first but it's really annoying when i told my family when i told my family that i was dating cameron the reaction that i have gotten i'd be like hey i'm dating someone the follow-up question is it beth (laughs) and i'm always like no it is not beth i told you that we are friends and i'll be like oh it's cameron they're like oh okay <laughs> yeah every time i facetime my or call my parents and I, they're like what are you doing i'm like oh i'm going to hang out with emily they're like wow that's a lot of time with emily <laughs> and i'm like yeah but we're not dating so we just want to make that clear right we're just we're just friends who used to fuck is all we're friends who used to fuck <laughs> and i feel that couldn't be more more lesbian right You know, in a podcast where they suddenly start talking differently and you can tell they've recorded it and this is the moment where their sponsorship enters. This is that moment. We don't have a sponsorship. We would love to have sponsorships. So if you're a sex toy company or a dating app or honestly anything lesbian, insert yourself here. Um, so we've been talking about ourselves. We've been talking about how we met. Um, one thing that you all are going to get to experience during this podcast is our dating lives. And so Beth went on a date last night and I've been dying to hear about it. And so Beth, please tell me about your date. It was, it was so lesbian. (laughs) And the number of times that the statement that was said was, I love being a lesbian, at least 20 10 for each of us like following a certain something or just like- yeah or just like in a moment being like, god I love being a lesbian <laughs> like just actively noting that I really enjoy being a lesbian <laughs> or like someone would say something we would just have okay let's just do the whole day okay so we meet at um the art jack and firstly we walk in and the bartender they were so excited that we were on a date because they were also so clearly gay like you know when you just see someone and you're like 
gay. You <laughs> your, know? your hair. Your hair is gay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But you just like, yeah. So it was someone where you just look and you're like, gay. And so... <laughs> and... So anyway, they were just super excited that we were on a date, but they kept getting really nervous. So it was really funny. Anyway, so we sit down and we're inside and it's kind of a little weird because no one's really there. And it's such a cute place, but it's kind of weird to be in a restaurant when there's no one there. What time did you go? (laughs) (laughs) 6.30. I think we were trying to maximize the date time. And it was also kind of like supposed to be like wine and cheese, like a sundowners kind of thing. Okay. I feel like when someone says, let's go have wine and cheese, you don't think, like, let's meet at nine. I don't date people who say, let's go have wine and cheese. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> well, that's me. So, anyway, we go to this place. It took forever to decide. And also, there were no cheese balls. <laughs> like, I had seen that somewhere, and I don't know where I decided that there was cheese and wine at this place. Anyway, we got, like, I don't know. We were laughing about the menu. We were having a great time. And then she said, like, should we go sit outside? And I was like, I think that's a great idea. This is the librarian, right? Yeah. Okay. I think we can call her the librarian. <laughs> I think that's true. So, the librarian. Um, the librarian. And so she was like, um, at one point, the librarian was like, um, I really have to pee. And I was like, okay, bye. I remember I was looking backwards, like, at the bathroom. But I remember her being like, you know when you can like feel someone close to you mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this person's close. Maybe we should, nah, she's not, she's not going to kiss me. And then she sta- starts walking towards the bathroom and she's like moving. You know when someone actively, you watch them make a decision in their head? Yes. She actively made this decision and just turned around and she's so like, she's so cute. And she just turned around and she came and she leant over and I'm pretty sure her ass was just like shown to the street, but she just like leant over and held my face with her hands and made out with me. Amazing. It was really hot. Like long make out, short make out. Also you said her ass was out to the street. What was she wearing? She was wearing a skirt. Hot. (laughs) Very hot. And I'm pretty sure I put my hands on her ass when we were making out. And you know, there were a lot of people walking past. And also, it was Eid yesterday, so there was an Eid celebration. So we were hearing a lot of, like, prayer songs. Yeah. And it, there was a Muslim prayer song going on while we were making out of my hands or on her ass on the street. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> okay, and then later we were making out again. And then that was a really long makeout, And she sat on my leg, like straddled my one leg. And we sat like that for approximately 30 minutes. Are you still outside when all of this is We're still outside. And the bartender inside is seeing and is really excited. (laughs) Because at some point she was like, you're making me nervous. And I was like, how are we? Anyway. Um, Like the librarian was nervous? No. The bartender. bartender. (laughs) She was like, you guys are making me nervous. And I was like, what? It's like me with the girls at the club yesterday. Oh, yes. I would like to know. Okay. Okay, and then I'll continue my day. You Wait, you want me to tell yeah, you? Yeah. Okay, so me. there were these two, like, visibly very, this, like, visibly lesbian couple that come into the club. And Are they, like, very clearly a couple? They're just very, she had on a Nike. I'm not going to, they had on a Nike okay. shirt that had a pride flag above it. Okay. And Hi. then the other one had on, like, this really, like, oversized like band not yeah band t-shirt with shorts that were really short and oh god like so thigh, hot the thigh tattoo that I oh god get. so hot so i might be assuming but i'm assuming that they're at this point i'm like these guys are in a relationship so 
I decide to stay at the front desk because I want to watch these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to watch. Wow, Emily. We're- <laughs> Uh, I would like to people watch with you at work sometime, yeah. but continue. Yeah, and so I was watching them do their workout, mm-hmm. and I like kept making eye contact with them, because when I first saw them, when they were going into the locker room, I made eye contact with them, and I'm like, that is a gay person. And so like we made the look that you give to another like lesbian, where right. you're like, we're both gay, like... Hi, you got see it. you? <laughs> yeah. We passed with the same team. Yeah, yeah. And so I was watching them do their workout, and then they are finished, they go into the locker room... I'm giving somebody a tour of the locker room and I see these two girls leave the shower together. Like they, we have this like little shower section and they like get out of the same shower together and I make eye contact with them and I'm like giddy because I'm like, wait, this is so hot. Also a little jealous, (laughs) a little jealous. I would have been jealous too. Yeah. Anyways. And then I was like kind of giggling about it. And then we, we all like went into the same area and they're just like in their towels and I'm like having so much gay panic but also like so jealous and excited anyways it was insane but that is fantastic you can continue on so I was the bartender in your situation but go yeah well yeah I I empathize with getting she just had or they just had gay panic yeah like pure gay panic anyway I think we should define gay panic okay Let's let's see let's hear your definition. Okay, my definition of gay panic is when you see something that it see something or someone that is gay and you get really anxious. It's like having anxiety but butterflies at the same time. Yes. Yeah. And I so agree. it's like when I saw those like when I see a lesbian couple walking on the street, I get gay panic because I'm like, this is so exciting. I'm also anxious because, like, I want them to know that I'm also gay. So that's a, an, an example. And another one is, like, the definition. If, if there was a picture in the dictionary next to gay panic, it would be Fletcher. That's it. It's just, like, Fletcher creates gay panic. Gay panic. And everybody. It's not Everyone. just, like, it's not, le- not just lesbians, but it's also, like, our male lesbians also have the same thing with I agree. Fletcher. That's I agree. mine. I, I, I think it's exact. I agree. I think that was a great definition. I think it's when you see something and you get that feeling where you're like, I'm, I can talk. I can talk, but I cannot talk in this moment. Right. It's just overwhelming. You don't know what to say. It's also that thing where you're like, you see a lesbian couple and you want to be like, oh my God, I love you. I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. Right. I'm so happy you're in love. But also you're like, I don't want to make uh, like other people and make them feel like. Or like the first time. A couple weeks, week, weeks ago or a month ago, I was making out with Cameron and I was just like so yeah. excited, but I, like I didn't know how to handle that. Like my body was just like having too much of a reaction and not even necessarily like a physical reaction. It was like maybe like physical and emotional, but I could not do anything. I just like ended up like shaking my fists and my whole body and just like squealing because I like couldn't I I could not express in words how I was feeling and that's gay panic okay so that's gay panic but um now back to my date um so whatever we have we're having a great time we finish two bottles of wine we finish our food and then it starts to rain so we go and sit inside we have some more chatter with the bartender who continues to have gay panic yeah and then 
we leave. I was like, do you want to go back to my apartment and make out? And she's like, absolutely. So the date started at 6.30 p.m. Okay. We came back here. We made out. We had a conversation. And then we continued to make out Mm -hmm. until 5.30 (laughs) a.m. I think it's crazy that you had in your, this is your second date with the librarian, right? Mm -hmm. You have had the most lesbian relationship up until this point. (laughs) And me and my girlfriend have been together for, we started dating in the middle of December and it is the most not lesbian relationship in the world. Like me staying up until 5.30 in the morning to make out, absolutely not. I need my sleep. I need you don't want to do that I yes like yes I do but then at the same time I'm like I'd like to go to sleep I really want a good eight nine hours you know (laughs) (laughs) and she and she is the exact same like maybe you're a retired lesbian yeah we're like (laughs) like you're in the beginning of being a lesbian and I'm in the I'm 60 years old and I've been with my partner (laughs) for 30 years (laughs) (laughs) Um, Perfect. I think that the best thing about it was that we, <laughs> we were, we had like maybe five conversations about taking it slow and then we just did the most lesbian thing ever and the most a lesbian 11 thing. hour date. So she just, we just, neither of us wanted her to leave and then we would just make out and then it was an hour later and we're like, wait, what? Every time we checked the time, it was like another hour. And it was like, oh, God. I know. I don't know. Time Time is different. For lesbians. For lesbians. It really is. I think it is. Yeah. I. It's. It'll be the same thing with Cam and I. We'll be needing to go do something. And then all of a sudden, like on what day did, was it that we went out? Was that Thursday? Friday? Friday. On Friday, we went out with all of our friends. And I was like, specifically, I was like, Cameron, come to my house as soon as you can after work. Right. And I was like, so hot. That's a good message to receive. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we're going to, we're going to get this in. And get it in. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to put it in. (laughs) Um, Anyways. And then like, she got to my apartment, small talk, you know, and then we started making out. And then it was like an hour later and I'm getting texts from Sarah and Alana being like, where are you? Where are you? And I'm like, ah. okay. And Cameron said specifically, she's like, if we have sex right now, we are not going. She's like, and I feel like we have to go because they're texting you. They are texting you. Well, she didn't say that. She did not know that, that they, they were, were texting, texting me you. <laughs> because she's like, what time are we meeting up with your friends? And I'm like, oh, there's no set <laughs> schedule. <laughs> and so she had no idea, but she will now. But um, it was... Anyway, so like they were texting and she's like, I feel like we have to go. Like we said we would be there. And I'm thinking, I'm like, fine. So like we ended up going. But it's like the time really just passes by. It's weird. Lesbian time is weird. Lesbian time is a a different dimension. Mm -hmm. It's totally a different dimension. And now lesbian of the week like i always have a lesbian that i'm the obsessed lesbian with the that we are currently obsessed a lesbian with. that we love les les lesbian of the week lesbian lesbian of the week lesbian of the week did you think of a celebrity of the week oh let me think i think i did have one did you and it's kind of controversial because people are going to be mad my celebrity of the, my lesbian, right? My lesbian, it has to be lesbian. My lesbian celebrity. Or they can be like, le- okay, so like you know, like 
they can be lesbian or they can be like Kate Blanchett, which is like lesbian, but actually not. Yes. Like or that's like, lesbian. Or or like a male lesbian like Shawn Mendes. Yes. Like something like that. Okay. Like my lesbian celebrity of the week is Taylor Swift. Okay. And the reason why is because her and Joe. If you don't like Taylor Swift, skip. I am not sure don't if you're going to like this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. And I would say that I am not as much of a fan as you are. Yes, I'm a major but fan. But I am a gayla. I am so deeply convinced this woman is gay. Right. Anyway, continue. So the reason is she she and Joe just broke up and she's been she's just been going all around New York City with all of her friends, showing her little cute queer self. And did off. you see that Kali Kloss was close by? Yes. And so anyways, so mine is Taylor. She's also unhinged during her era's tour, being super queer. It's so gay. Anyways, she is she is mine. And you know, if Taylor is not gay i don't care she is in my head (laughs) she is i don't know if she'll i don't think she'll ever come out but i don't think think so either she'll like us she'll let us believe it and i'm okay with that i'm because i'm convinced right here's the thing also people should not be people don't have to come out right so it's like nobody should be forced to come out if you are like queer in any way we don't live, we should not be living in a time where you have to make a formal announcement that you are queer. Everyone should be able to love who they love mm-hmm. um, or fuck who they want to fuck. And it's fine. Like, no explanation. It's totally fine. Okay, I love Taylor Swift and I am a huge, huge gayla. But I do need to say, is there any part of you that thinks like, what if she's queer baiting? It's hard to say. I don't know. I, I, it's, 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 I think it's a shitty thing when people do that. Um, I think there's a difference between like intentional queer baiting for profit and queer baiting for shits and giggles. Like when Kate Blanchett like looks at Aubrey Plaza's boobs on the red carpet, I don't think she's trying to monetize that. She's right. queer baiting because she knows it's hot and lesbian TikTok's going to love it. I think that with Taylor Swift, it's she, it obviously social media makes everything bigger. But Taylor doesn't, she's not been the type of person who comes out and says anything about the relationships that she's in. So if she was out there, I don't, I don't, I don't think that she, I don't think that she's queer baiting personally. Okay. But she has said that she is very intentional about the clues and the things that she gives. Like she's come out and said that, right? Right. But that's all up to everybody's interpretation. Like most of like, I feel like Taylor came. Go ahead. No, go ahead. There, there is a point there because this yeah. is, and I'm sure that they didn't time their breakup for the heiress tour. Like that would, I mean, maybe they did. That's kind of crazy, but the, there is certainly a pop point in this. Is like her whole heiress tour and the whole like journey of this is like there is so much media about the heiress tour and about Taylor right. Swift out right now, and right. that could also be my TikTok algorithm, and I'm sure it is. Right, but there is so much information out there right now. But who's putting and, out that information? It doesn't matter. Like she's she's making money because people are supporting her, listening to her music because she's on our minds, right? And yeah, I don't know. Is it queer baiting if she's queer? I don't know. I, I just think it's like I I would say that somebody would be queer baiting if they're doing things that it, it's it's hard for me to explain because. I think that it's when somebody's being intentional, like if she was out there kissing a lot of women and like making it like doing doing that or is saying in okay, her lyrics that she or like saying that she is queer. 
and then and she, but she's lying about it i think that would be wrong but i think she's just doing her thing and everybody's obsessed with her because she's like obviously taylor swift, taylor swift and is a superstar and then tiktok has made it so that everybody is saying that she is queer and that she's gay and that she's like all this stuff and and so all of this I don't think comes down to her. I think it's just her fans are crazy and like she can't control like with Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber. Let's talk about that. Okay. Selena Gomez's fans are insane with the whole Hailey Bieber and Justin Bieber thing. Honestly, Do you know what I I'm don't talking know about? much about it. Okay. Well, the what happens is like everybody, all of Selena's friends or followers really don't like Hailey Bieber. Hailey Bieber because they think that Justin and Selena should have been together. Oh. And so now people are sending, Selena's friend, uh, followers are sending Hailey Bieber death threats, right? What? So are you telling, like, I feel like saying that Taylor Swift is queer baiting is, it's similar. It's like she, Selena is not doing anything to say, oh, do this to Hailey, right? It's just her friend, right. her followers have picked up on that and, or have come from So it's not clues. her fault. It's not her fault. And then we can't, like, put all of the blame on her. Because we're regardless, like Taylor Swift released a thing the other day or like a couple months ago saying, hey, people are like reading into my music and reading into my relationship and was talking about stuff with Joe. So it's like, what more do we want celebrities to do? Like, this is just stuff that other people have created that is fun to talk about and it makes people upset. But like, is she really the cause of all of that? She's writing songs about, she's just writing songs and like most of right. her songs like that people say are queer because we are queer and we want them to be queer right, right. we are looking for that yeah I don't know because I don't like maybe then I don't know fully what the definition of queer baiting is or I don't no I know what the definition is but I don't know where my boundary is with queer baiting I think that people take things too far um with Taylor Swift's music and but I don't think that she's queer baiting well, I think we're done talking now. And we just want to remind you, don't forget, you can still be friends. If you fuck. We're fancy, so we have credits. This podcast was hosted by me, Beth Ribeiro, and Emily Chelson. It was produced by Brianna Brady. We used sound from freesound.org and blue.sessions. Don't worry, you're not being paid.